Hello, everyone. Welcome back to In Bloom Podcast, or welcome if you're new. My name is Abby Aslan, and I'm the host of this podcast. This week, we are doing a New Year cleanse episode, basically sharing five different areas of your life where you can assess and take action and basically reset for the new year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I know that when this episode comes out, it's going to be January 2nd and you're going to be like, why are you doing this when the new year is already, we're already two days into the new year? Like, why didn't you do this last week? Well, first of all, I didn't want to have to work during my time at home for the holidays and that would have required me recording a podcast episode and getting it up. And I also just really wanted to kind of do this because I feel like there's so much pressure in the week between like Christmas and New Year's to just absolutely uproot like your entire life from the year and be this insanely productive person on top of working if you have to work or on top of doing whatever you have to do and it's just a little much for me and granted am I somebody doing that right now absolutely like I got home from Florida on this past Tuesday so or wait no on this past Monday on the 26th and 27th 28th and today on the 29th when I'm recording this I have been doing so much just taking care of things. I'm off of my whole company like doesn't work between Christmas Eve and New Year's basically. And I have been so busy trying to get things done. A lot of it has been me trying to get ahead because I y'all know that I'm about to be in busy season with my corporate job. So I'm having to really just be on top of everything and make sure that I'm, you know, a week ahead on my podcast, a week ahead on YouTube and everything so that I am not having the stress um, because I'm going to have to go out of town the second weekend of January, the weekend after New Year's. So because of that, I'm not going to have time to like record a podcast or um, edit a video, especially jumping straight in the busy season. So I'm trying to make sure I'm ahead on that. I'm having to take care of a ton of things at our home, take down Christmas decorations, you know, do the whole nine yards. But I actually like that this episode is going up on January 2nd because I think it's serving as a gentle reminder and a push that you do not have to start on January 1st. You can start when it's most convenient for you to start. It's really overwhelming for me to start anything super dramatic on January 1st because that's kind of like when my busy season starts. It's a lot easier for me to sort of explore and start things during the summer, for example. However, since I am off of work this week, I've been doing a lot of the things that I've talked that I'm going to be talking about in today's episode in an effort to sort of prepare myself for the new year since I'm not really going to have the time to do so in January. Um So kind of just serving as a reminder, like with this episode coming out on the 2nd, it's okay if you haven't started yet. It's okay if you've been busy and haven't had the time to even think about 2023 or reflect on 2022. I am just wanting to share this and I'm not saying you have to do all of these things. I'm just giving y'all ideas for what you can find to fit in your schedule and that works for you and sounds like the most helpful thing for you out of everything I'm going to be sharing and you can pick and choose what you want to do. And maybe you've just been relaxing this past week. Good for freaking you. I don't 
want this to come to come out and like stress anyone out. I want it to be coming out on January 2nd as like a hey, it's okay if you haven't started anything yet. It's okay if you've been lazy the last week and relaxing. I feel like that's how things should be spent the week between Christmas and New Year's in my opinion. Like I feel like everyone should just kind of, you know, close down and take the week to reset. Like I wish all non-essential businesses and I wish essential businesses could close too, but I know that that's not really like possible, but I wish everyone like the whole world could kind of just like stop and just give everyone a chance to take care of all of the appointments they need to take care of. But I guess, okay, that was literally so backwards. Did y'all hear what I just said? I want everything to shut down, but then I want everyone to, to be able to take care of their appointments. Okay, how is that going to work if everyone's closed? Maybe I should say I want everyone to be able to schedule their appointments for the new year because that's obviously a big thing. And I think that just getting the scheduling out of the way is a big deal. So having the week to schedule things, I guess I should say, not actually go to those appointments, but schedule them and take down their Christmas decorations and clean their home and um, you know, do their yard work, do their laundry, get caught up, relax, like just that kind of stuff. I really wish that was a thing. Um, so when you're hearing this episode, it's okay if you haven't done anything. It's okay if you've been super productive. Um, doesn't really matter because it's all subjective and we can all live our life how we want. But hopefully these five areas for you to reset and do a pre-New Year cleanse, or maybe it's just a New Year cleanse since this is coming out technically before the New Year or after the New Year. Um, hopefully it will be helpful for you all. But I also wanted to go ahead and share next week's episode is going to be my 2023 like goals and resolutions episode. So I know it'll be coming out more mid-January. Um, hopefully that doesn't like set any of y'all off your rocker and you're okay with hearing it the second week of January. If anything, I think it'll be nice because there's probably going to be an influx of New Year's episodes that y'all will have in for all the podcasts you listen to at for this first week of January so I kind of like that mine will be coming out on the back end of things um, to kind of reignite that spark in any of y'all in mid-January maybe for um, setting your 2023 intentions so that will be coming out the week after Um, so looking forward to that episode and definitely stay tuned for it but without further ado before we get started in the episode y'all know I got to get started on the quote goal and gratitude I'm thinking about changing this structure intro structure up Because I realized that I've been doing quote goal and gratitude since literally the very first episode, which I love it. I I absolutely love it. I definitely want to keep the quote because I love keeping a quote in the episode and I love like trying to find quotes that sort of go together with the content of the episode. But I'm thinking for goal and gratitude, maybe swap out like every other week or something, include like a favorite or something instead of the goal and gratitude. I don't know. Let me know y'all's thoughts. DM me on Instagram um, at InBloomPodcast because I'm probably more likely to see it on there than I am on my personal Instagram and let me know if that sounds like a good idea. If you're sick of the quote goal and gratitude, if you want me to keep it, let me know. But let's go ahead and get into it um, since I've been talking about it. But the quote for this week is, don't fear failure. Fear being in the exact same place next year as you are today. Absolutely love this quote because... I think that failure is just this big scary beast that all of us have in our minds that keeps us from going after the things we want and doing the things we want and holds us back a lot of the times and keeps us from starting. But with the new year starting, I think it's so kind of cool to start the new year with the fear, replacing that fear of failure with the fear of not making any changes from 
right here, right now when you're listening to this episode. That's pretty scary to me. To think of me being in the exact same place as I'm in right now, this time next year, that literally makes my stomach turn upside down and makes my skin crawl. Like I want nothing more than to just be out of this place I'm in right now. Not like literally I'm in my home right now and I'm I'm happy in my home and I'm happy with a lot of things in my life, but there are definitely some mental and emotional um, things that I am really hoping to not necessarily take care of, but more so tend to in 2023 and start taking action on some things in 2023. And I love this because it really ignites that desire to take action for me instead of hold myself back because of failure, because it's a lot easier to just sit here and say like, this is scary, so I'm just gonna wait till I feel ready. But when I start thinking about being in the same place next year, at like this time next year as I am right now, that's honestly a lot more scary than failing at something, you know? So I just really liked that quote and I just thought it was a good little reminder for this week's episode. So I love that and wanted to share it with you all. My goal for this week is to take things one day at a time. So I, one of the projects I'm on, it's something that kind of like lasts two weeks in my corporate job. And our first day of it is literally the day we get back from New Year's. And that has been giving me so much anxiety because it's like, I'm not going to have a transitional day. I mean, I could have a transitional day if I wanted to work on the day that New Year's is recognized, but we're technically supposed to be off that day. So I'm not going to do that, you know? So I am just really, I've been really dreading the arrival of that day, but I'm reminding myself that it's only going to be two weeks of that project and then it's the rest of busy season which I mean that's going to be months long but I'm trying to remind myself that I've gotten through it before I can do it again and just hoping and praying that it goes by quickly and I really am I've just had a lot of anxiety about it to be honest and I know that probably sounds a little ridiculous you're probably like you have anxiety to literally like do what you're paid to do and I'm like yeah I do because it's really grueling and taxing on me um during busy season so it's just that that star of busy season I'm dreading so much like especially coming off of being out of office for two weeks it's a lot because you're going from zero to 100 quite literally so I'm just really setting the goal to take things one day at a time it's going to be a hectic week because I'll be going out of town and Like I have to be in office the day that I am going to be catching my flight in the afternoon. So that just like really stresses me out because I'm probably going to have to, you know, just have like my suitcase already packed before the week even starts. Um, So I probably need to pack it like this weekend. And um, it's just stressing me out a little bit, but I just want to take things one day at a time. And instead of thinking of the upcoming busy season as the whole season and as this month-long thing to just think of things as one day at a time and really just trying to make the most of of each day that I can. But I think a lot of the reason why I'm also anxious is because I know how hard it is to do the things that make me feel good during busy season, such as like working out, because it's kind of just like this thing where you kind of just need to be available basically all the time in case something urgent comes up and that doesn't mean you can't do things and that you can't work out and stuff but there's just always this feeling of guilt anytime you're not at your computer working and it's just physically impossible for me to work out in the mornings before work and then work from like 8 30 to 
you know, midnight some days, later than that some days, sometimes a little bit earlier than that, because that's just a marathon of a day. And I really value being able to go work out in the evenings um, at like around dinner time, around like 6.30, and then coming home, eating like a later dinner, and then getting back online. And that's what I like doing a lot. But sometimes like it's just really difficult to do so because, you know, people want things turned around literally immediately sometimes. And it's just so crazy because it's so hard to do those things that I consider like necessary for me to take care of like my mental and emotional and obviously physical health. So I think that's giving me a lot of anxiety too. So that's why I'm just really thinking like, instead of thinking, oh, I'm not going to, it's going to be really hard for me to work out for, you know, months. No, let me like throw that thought out of my head and just remind myself day at a time and I can book my classes last minute. There's nothing wrong with me doing that. I may not know what time I'm going, but I can, you know, set that boundary and say, hey, I'm not going to be online during this time because I'm going to work out. And that's that. Um, And just know that that's going to be a day by day thing that I have to do instead of just thinking of everything as this larger, scary thing. Thinking of things as one day at a time is a lot more digestible for me and it helps my anxiety a little bit. So I want to take things one day at a time. And my gratitude is for the time off that I've been able to take. It's been so great to not have to work and it was really nice being home i can't believe how fast my time at home went because i was home for like nine days and it the first few days felt really slow because i didn't really do anything because like none of my friends were really in town yet and um or some of them were but they were still working i guess i should say um and weren't on break and i didn't have my car so i was just kind of like at home like just dilly-dallying i was reading and like doing some things on my computer and kind of doing nothing which I just like never do and that was really nice and it made the days go by really slow which was really cool because I haven't experienced that in quite some time um but then the whole back like five days of the week where they just flew by because went wedding dress shopping I said yes to the dress um I got to see some friends went surfing just had a really great time and it was very restful but at the same time it was almost like I went from zero to 100 because as soon as I got back to Texas I've just been going nonstop with taking care of things and doing things because we've had so many we've had like several issues at our house that we bought just with like our main water valve leaking our AC kind of stopped working it was basically blowing out really hot air upstairs for like 48 hours and it was literally 85 degrees upstairs and we were just like what is going on and trying to like get that fixed and because we live in a townhouse with an HOA community everything we do has to be like approved by the HOA because of people having to go on the roof for our AC having to shut off the water line so I'm having to be this middleman and it's just been a lot and I've had a lot of like paperwork to take care of and stuff so it's just been really busy since I've been back and I'm grateful that even though it's been really busy since I've been back, I'm grateful that I also have this week off because I would be a million times more stressed if I was having to deal with all of this stuff while working. So I'm really glad that I have this week too to sort of like, you know, I had a week to just, you know, completely veg out and chill. And then now I have a week to like really get things together, get the ball rolling, get ahead on things. And that's been really really helpful for me especially with wedding planning stuff too I'm like really trying to like you know 
get in contact with vendors and people as much as I can before it's way too hard for me to like manage all of that while I'm working. So I'm definitely thankful for this week, even though it's been a bit stressful. Um, But let's go ahead and get into the episode. So the first category of the New Year cleanse that I want to go through is the digital declutter. I know that this is something that has sort of come about recent more recently because it's something that hasn't necessarily always been around since we haven't always had such digital lives but i think digital decluttering is so so important for starting the year on a fresh note because if you think about it the amount of content we consume on a day-to-day basis and then if you think about on a weekly basis and then a monthly basis and then you think on an annual basis it's kind of overwhelming to think about like I kind of want to see, but also don't want to see a screen time report for the year. I think that would make me physically ill. I would be beside myself if I saw the how many days in total of screen time I had from my year. Don't you think that that would just make you sick? And I mean, a lot of my screen time, granted, is like me videoing things like when I think of vlogmas the amount of times I was just like recording things taking pictures making sure that everything was good since I did vlogmas on TikTok and um, Instagram and like editing those on my phone oh my gosh my screen time is probably just crazy because that in and of itself was probably like half of December and the amount of time it took so it's just crazy to think about and I think that there are many ways you can do a digital declutter so I'm just going to give you all some examples So I think one of the first things that I like to do is to clean up my desktop on my personal computer. I also did this on my work computer before I was out, you know, for the rest of the year. I just go through my desktop and, you know, delete any files that I don't need anymore, um, organize them, put things in the folders they need to be in, or put things in a new folder if there isn't a folder for it. And that kind of thing because my desktop, especially on my, um, my work one gets this way too during busy season, but on my personal one. I like with editing videos and like taking screenshots of stuff and everything, my desktop gets so messy so fast. So I really took the time to just clean that up while I was home and I'm so thankful I did so did that. But I also think another great way to digitally declutter is use your home screen on your phone, reorganize your apps in a way that is very functional for you. I know a lot of times there's like this underlying pressure, which I don't really think there's pressure, but I feel like if you're someone who like has your life online, there's like a pressure for your um, phone to like look aesthetically pleasing, but it's like, it's your phone and you want it to be functional to you. So like organize your phone home screen in a way that makes sense to you. And in a way that is very, where you can easily accessible the easily access the things you need to access and just have a very functional home screen that really works in your favor so you're not having to dig to find apps delete the apps that you haven't used and gotten on all year and really just you know clean up your phone because there is so much unnecessary storage that's probably you know being taken up on your phone from apps that you haven't even been on all year so i know that that's something i like to do i definitely haven't always done this every year but It's something that I have done this year and I'm so glad I did and I just feel so much better knowing that I don't have all these unnecessary apps on my phone that I once had. And the next thing is also, you know, on your phone, go through your camera roll. I haven't completely gone through mine yet, but I have cleaned out a lot of it. Go to like, especially for me with YouTube, for example, and making TikToks. I have so many videos on my phone of random things. Some of them may be like five minute long clips of me talking to the camera for a vlog because I didn't have my camera with me so I had to do it on my phone 
and that's taking up so much storage. So like going through and deleting any pictures, all those old random screenshots you have, just get rid of the stuff you don't need and just really go through your camera roll. I want to go through my whole one, but that would take so long because I have like 30,000 pictures um, and videos. So I have tried to do as much as I can. I did a lot on the drive back to Texas. I deleted a lot of stuff like from Vlogmas that I had on my phone. So I was able to take care of that and clean up some space by doing that, which was nice. But I definitely think that that's something that can really give you a lot of um, clarity and just like be like, okay, everything that I need to see in my camera roll is there and there's no extra fluff and it's not going to take me forever to go back and find something since I have cleaned out all of my like duplicate pictures or screenshots that I don't need anymore. The next thing is email subscriptions. I like to do this every now and then. I haven't done it in a while, but I'm going to do it. And there are apps you can use to like mass unsubscribe from things. So definitely look into doing that. But I think that going through your email and just unsubscribing from all those freaking promotional emails. I know if you have Gmail and I'm sure with other email services, your inbox is kind of divided into primary promotions and social. And your promotions are, you know, typically all of the just random junk mail that companies are sending you because you've purchased something from their, them before or you've gone to their website and you've put their email in. So just going to that and, you know, scrolling down and unsubscribing at the bottom of the email, seriously, so you don't get such a cluttered email inbox is so, so good to do before a new year. And like I said, there's ways for you to do it in a mass form, I'm sure. I just haven't done it myself, but I'm definitely looking into it like literally right after this episode, after I'm done recording, I'm going to try and mass unsubscribe from a lot of things that I know, do not need emails from. And don't get me wrong, there's like some companies that I like love to get emails from like when there's a good deal on something or if it's something that I typically like use a lot, like for example, like Target, um, getting their like weekly ad or something is sometimes helpful, which I haven't looked at it in forever. I guess I normally do it through the app. And that's why I say that is look at it through there. So I really don't need the emails, but that is definitely something that can help you declutter digitally. And the next thing and last thing for this category is to unfollow people and follow people on social media. Go through who you're following, unfollow the accounts that just really aren't providing value to you. You know, don't feel bad about unfollowing people if you haven't seen them, you know, since like middle school or high school and you just have no reason to really keep up with their life or you just feel like there's no reason for y'all to follow each other anymore. You can remove them from following you. You can unfollow them. Um, go through like your YouTube subscriptions, unsubscribe from people that you don't watch. Don't unsubscribe from me though, please. Um, and just go through and clean up your following list so that you can go into the new year knowing that you're going to be consuming content from people that you care about and from people that you want to see content from, you know, like you're not just having this clogged feed of people that you're pity following basically, or people that maybe you were really interested in their content three years ago when you were in this one era of life and you're still following them now, but their content just doesn't resonate with you anymore. So go through and clean that up. I have kind of been doing this all month, like every now and then I'll go to my like following on Instagram and on YouTube and I'll just clean up my subscription box and clean up who I'm following because I know for me, I really like to see on Instagram the people that I personally know or, and there's like several influencers that I do really like to see stuff from, but then there's some that I'm just like, I genuinely just don't really care 
to follow them anymore. Like sometimes I want to, sometimes I don't. And sometimes I'll just, you know, mute them for a bit and then I'll go back and unmute them if I'm like, oh, I wonder what they're up to, you know? So just go through and clean that up and it'll make you feel a lot better. And if you're, you know, wanting some more inspiration after cleaning out your following list, look at your explore page. I feel like the Instagram algorithm for the explore page is actually pretty good in my opinion. Like I feel like everything I see on my explore page, I enjoy looking at for the most part. A lot of it's like very beachy. Like I have like surfing videos. I have um, some cute like clothes. I have a lot of book Instagram pages, um, some fitness content, and it's all stuff that I'm actually very interested in. So I feel like you can get so much inspiration for like who to follow and accounts to find and everything on your explore page. So if you're wanting to add some, you know, people into your feed, go look at your explore page and follow some people that, you know, you want to draw inspiration from um, in the new year and everything, because there's a lot of value in that. And it's so nice to do this at the beginning of a new year, because we don't realize a lot of times, you know, like the people we've been following, you know, we've been following them for so long, but we never stopped and thought about like, who do I want to be this year? Like, who am I right now? Am I content with who I am right now? And like, who could I follow to continue to inspire me to be who I am right now or to get me to where I want to be? So I think that there's a lot of value in that if you do it correctly. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And the next thing, this one's a little atypical, I feel like, but your car is the next category. So I say this just because... I don't know about y'all, but my car can be like a catch-all sometimes. The inside of my car is not usually messy with like things and junk, but it does tend to get, my trunk is the issue. That's where things tend to get a little bit problematic because my mom like has always said, I would place any amount of money that like at any given time, Abby has a bag of things in her trunk ready to go to Goodwill. And she's not wrong. Um, I've literally, since I was probably a freshman in college, I have had not I'm not saying I still have stuff in my car from my freshman year of college. I probably do in my trunk, but every year there's always just like this bag that in the back of my mind it's like I got to go buy Goodwill and donate this. I have like a whole flipping like little nightstand table um that we got from one of our neighbors that we thought we were going to use and we ended up not using that I need to take to Goodwill in my trunk and it's been in there for a month. And I'm just like I need to just go take these things to Goodwill and get them out of my car and just clean things up and for your car, clean out your trunk, you know, get rid of those Goodwill bags, go donate those things. And maybe do that after you've gone through your home, um, which is going to be a later category in this episode. But go through and, you know, clean out your house, clean out your clothes and all those things, get your donation bags together, and then go actually donate those things and don't just let them sit in your trunk for forever. Restock on your car cleaning products. I always like to have little rags and seat cleaner for like the leather interior um, because a lot of times like when my dog's in the car, her paws may get the seat dirty, I'll smell coffee 
on my seats or my deodorant will get on like the side of my driver's seat from you know reaching around or something so I like to be able to clean that up when I need to and also just having you know like window cleaner windshield wiper fluid I like kind of keeping those things in my trunk and ideally that would be all I had in my trunk but I also have some things in my trunk um when my parents moved houses the last time they moved they were like basically saying you know like we don't really have space and don't want you to just have boxes and boxes and boxes of your things here in our home which I get they don't want to just have like all this clutter of junk because a lot of it was junk so back in like 2020 I think when they last moved um we went through just like everything so many things from my childhood and I mean we got rid of so much stuff I had like all of my gymnastics medals and trophies which was a lot from over the years like when I did gymnastics and I mean they took up like some big bins and I had just always kept them and I mean for a long time I had them like out on display you know like through middle school and everything when I did gymnastics but then obviously they ended up just going in Tupperware when we you know when I went to college and put those things away and then I'm like you know what? I don't need these things you know like I could I could take pictures of anything that I wanted to like you know have memories of but ultimately got rid of a lot of it and when they moved I came out of their house with only two small very like small boxes of like just keepsake type of things and I know older me is probably going to be mad at myself for only keeping two boxes worth of things two very small boxes worth of things and is going to wish that I would have kept more but those two boxes of things are like in my trunk and they're like not really valuable things they're just like you know drawings I did maybe when I was in like kindergarten I think my mom actually has those but just like little random things maybe um just like a toy or a stuffed animal that I had when I was little that I want like to give to like my daughter or something in the future, just like little things like that. And I got rid of like a lot of like my childhood stuffed animals and everything too, which was like very sad when I did that, but I didn't need them. And um, yeah, anyways, all that to be said, my trunk ideally would just be those things that I want to reach for. And then I typically have like emergency things in my trunk too. So you know, like an extra pair of shorts or something or a t-shirt if I need it and um, like a water bottle, things like that. But I have so much extra crap in my trunk right now and I really need to clean it out. And then I also think washing the inside and outside of your car for the new year is just like a good clean slate. You know, go get yourself a nice car wash. You can manually do all the cleaning on the inside if you want, or you can, you know, go to a car wash where they do it all for you. I recently just got mine done like right before I went home to Florida. So I'm really glad I did that because the inside of my car is a lot more clean than it was before. Like there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't really anything in my car, but you know, there was dirt and it just dust and it just needed cleaned up. And the next thing with your car, fill your car up with gas. So when you're going back to work this first week, you have gas ready to go in your car and you're not having to stop and make extra time in the morning or in the evening to get gas when you're going back to work. And also get or schedule your car maintenance if needed. Very boring, but go ahead and do it. I just got my oil changed um, in December and I'm so glad I went ahead and took care of it, but see if you need it. If you don't need it, put a reminder in your calendar of when to get it because you want to stay on top of that stuff so that's everything for the car category that that's just like such an underrated category it makes me feel a lot more put together when my car is like taken care of you know what I mean and I'm not like having in the back of my mind oh I've got to go get my oil change or oh my gosh I need to clean out my trunk and everything so the next category is self so this is everything with mental wellness and emotional wellness and 
self-care basically. So I think having an at-home spa day is so great. And I think that this is something that really helps you prioritize going into the new year um, or helps you go into the new year by starting out with prioritizing rest and sort of setting the tone to prioritize rest for the rest of the year and prioritize taking care of yourself for the rest of the year if you're starting off the year on this note. And maybe it doesn't happen on January 1st or January 2nd. Maybe it happens on January 18th. Maybe it happens on February 4th, but make it happen. Plan one night after work. It could be a weeknight. It could be a day on a whole day on the weekend if you want it to be. You know, steam your face. You can literally steam your face by just, you know, literally opening up the dishwasher when it's drying. Like, you don't have to sit there and do it for so long. I used to do that all the time when I was little. You can paint your nails at home. Take the shower and shave and exfoliate and do a hair mask. You know, put on self-tanner if that makes you feel better. Use your favorite lotion and your favorite perfume and do your hair and do whatever makes you feel good. Or go do these things and appointments yourself. Like you can schedule all these appointments for one day, like having a a self-maintenance like appointment day. So go get a massage, go get a facial, go get your nails done, go get waxed, like whatever it is. Have a day and maybe put all those in one day so that you can knock them all out in one sitting and not have to worry about it the rest of the month and start off the month and the year feeling like your best self. And you don't have to have a day of all those appointments, but I think that's why I wanted to say you can do an at-home spa day because I think you can just as easily achieve the same feeling that it gives you to go take care of all those appointments by doing those things at home as well. So I think that that one's really great. You know, put on a face mask too. That's a great way to um, prioritize taking care of yourself at home as well. And the next thing um, is to revisit your 2022 goals. Um, I am typically someone who, you know, I'm really good at the beginning of the year about (laughs) setting goals and, you know, having all of these visions for how I want the year to go and having intentions and everything. But then the end of the year rolls around and I'm typically someone who is just like, okay, yeah, on to the next year for goals. Let's go ahead and set these goals. But I never revisit my goals from the year we just lived. And that just seems utterly pointless when I think about it. It's like, what, what was the point of me setting these goals and setting these intentions if I'm not going to evaluate, you know, how I did with them and not in a way to be like, I suck and I didn't do these things or I failed at doing these things, but in a way to just evaluate where I'm at like right now, because I feel like when you're constantly just chasing goals and never taking a second to reflect and look back on, you know, what you did achieve and what you may have missed out on, it's like, what are you, you're not, you're never allowing yourself to just be because you can't accept yourself where you're at. If you're just constantly goal setting, goal setting, goal setting, goal setting, and you're never taking step back to reflect and revisit and see where you're at right now so this was the first year I've like literally ever done this I don't know why but y'all know because it was one of my recent podcast episodes I revisited all my 2022 goals and did a recap of the year and went through my entire goal list from 2022 and looked at what I achieved and didn't achieve and everything um and I hate saying achieve but that's really the best way for me to to describe the goals because some of the things weren't necessarily achievements some of them were like habits I wanted to implement some of them were like feelings but achieve is just like a blanket statement for that um so I think it's really important to go through and you know revisit those 2022 goals when you have the chance it's okay if it isn't done right at the beginning of the year just do it when you have the time and when you feel in the mood to do it and going off of that write out your 2023 2023 goals habits Um, the feelings you want to embody for the year, any wants you have, whatever. Make a vision board. Do what 
works best for you when it comes to getting inspired for the new year. Maybe you get inspired by writing out all of your 2023 goals. Maybe you get inspired by setting up a whole 2023 page on your Notion or making a 2023 um, board on Pinterest. That's what I like to do. Or maybe you make a digital vision board. Maybe you go get magazines and make a legitimate vision board. Just do what works best for you and makes you feel the most inspired at the end of the day. And I think it'll just help you feel optimistic going into the new year if it doesn't do anything else, you know? And I think that finding another way you can like really just reflect on 2022 and just sort of goal plan for 2023 is to find new year journal prompts for 2023 or 2022 end of year journal prompts on TikTok and Pinterest. If you search either of those things, there are so there there's so much content in this area that like you can find some incredible journal prompts to help you reflect on the year or some incredible journal prompts to help you set goals for the next year. So I think that that's a really great way to look at that as well. And the next is to make a Pinterest board for the year like I just mentioned. I like to do this to use it as a catch-all for my inspiration for the whole year and I kind of add to it throughout the year usually or at least I try to um, just because I feel like that helps me stay inspired throughout the year and that's why I like Pinterest because doing it on Pinterest because it's like I'm not having to like pull out my notebook and you know add in a page somewhere and add stuff to it I can just constantly revisit it and add things to it um, because obviously I'm not going to be inspired by the same things right now in January as I will be in the summer. Like it's going to change. So I like that I can just sort of keep a running Pinterest board for the year and pin to it based on the inspiration that I'm seeking out and wanting, um, during each little era of my life during 2023. And I just think there's really so many ways to make like a 2023 board for the year or a Pinterest board for the year. And you can search, you know, like basically anything you want and are striving for in the year, you can search that thing and put a static on the end of it on Pinterest and you're just going to get great inspiration. Like maybe you want to eat more whole foods, just literally look up whole food recipe aesthetic and you'll find stuff. Or maybe you want to have a great health routine search health routine aesthetic or wellness aesthetic and you will find so much there's literally so much content and I feel like it's the quickest easiest and honestly most effective for me way to create a vision board and the next thing is to make a recipe suitcase what I mean by this is find recipes that you want to try or that you know you love and keep all of them in a Pinterest board or in your notes app or print them out and put them in a binder if that suits your fancy so that you can refer back to it when you're in a recipe rut during the year or when you need inspiration just to make your life easier. I love this and this isn't really something that I've done before, but I do have a Pinterest board that sort of has all the recipes that you know I want to eventually try and that I maybe have tried and loved. Um, and I just kind of keep them all there and I know I can go back to that Pinterest board and I will, I've made at least 10 recipes from it that I've loved. So it's like, I know I can go back to it and make one of those things when I get in a rut and pull from it. And I think that this is such a great way to sort of just hold yourself accountable to cooking more at home. If that's a goal you have, that's pretty much a goal of mine every year. I don't necessarily put it on my resolution list, but I definitely try to just maintain, you know, eating at home five nights a week. That's like a big thing for me. Um, I try to, I've basically like had that in my head like the last like three or four years. So 
I think the recipe suitcase can be super effective for when we get in those ruts and just need some help and need to be able to quickly reference where we know we can find recipes that we do love and that we want to try out. And the next thing is if you work out, decide what workout excites you when you think about it and then think of how you want to integrate it into your daily routine. Do you want to do it in the morning, in the nighttime? Do you want to keep a variety and do a mix of both? What days of the week do you want to prioritize working out? Do you want to make sure you work out on Saturdays and Sundays so that you don't feel as much pressure to work out, you know, after work or before work during the week? You know, just really figure that out. And I think that having a very honest conversation with yourself and being as intuitive as possible when doing this is the best thing you can do for yourself. 2022 was the first year I've ever done intuitive fitness and it's one of my goals going into 2023 as well which i'll talk about next week but it was absolutely life-changing i've never been as consistent as i was with exercising as i was this year and you know what i did not set a goal for going to the gym five times a week i was really just wanting to move my body as much as possible for my own mental physical and emotional health and really just allowing myself to do what I felt like doing during each season throughout 2022 was the best thing I could have done for myself. You know, I went through a little Pilates era where I was like, I love, Pil- I still do love Pilates. I just don't go because I'm not very close to a studio right now. And I, it's a lot easier for me to do things that are obviously closer to home with working and everything and needing to maximize free time on my schedule so that I can do things like record this podcast and plan for it and, you know, edit YouTube videos. I basically do things that are most convenient for me when it comes to working out. And, um, you know, I did spin for most of 2022 and I miss it so much. And I only go like once a week now, which is fine. Um, and that's what I like really thrived in for a while. And then I thrived in doing a little bit less spin and more Pilates for a period of time. Now I'm in my F45 era and I'm absolutely obsessed with it. And I go, I literally want to go and that's a thing it's being intuitive about what excites you and what you get excited about and what you truly want to do not something that you are trying to put on your schedule and you're trying to fit space for in your calendar that you feel like you have to do it's something that you genuinely want to do it could be going for a flipping walk just think of all the possible ways for you to move your body if that's something that's important to you and figure out which ones, you know, sort of spark that excitement in you where you feel like that's something I want to do and make time for today. Not, I feel like I need to make time for this. You know what I mean? And the next thing is to update your to be read list if you're a reader. And I have, this is something I kind of update throughout the year. What I'll do is I have a TikTok like page collection thing that is saved on my TikTok and it's just called books. And basically I get a lot of like best reads of 2022. I've been getting a lot of those like TikToks on my For You page recently. And I also just see book recommendations a lot throughout the year anyways on TikTok. And I'll save any of them that really, that I like. And I'm like, oh, that book looks good or something. And I'll save that to my book collection. And I'll typically immediately go to Goodreads and whatever book it is that caught my eye, I'll add it to my want to read list. And I need to like go to that collection um, sometime like while I'm off this week and just look at the TikTok videos and add anything I've missed to my um, TBR list so that I can have it updated so that I can keep myself out of a reading rut and just, which I mean, it's okay if you get in a reading rut, you don't have to like 
avoid it necessarily, but I'm saying like a lot of times I'm in a reading rut because I just haven't really updated that list for myself and I just don't really know what I want to read next. But with if I'm constantly keeping it updated, I'm always excited about reading something next. You know what I mean? So I think that doing that is um, definitely super helpful and it'll keep you reading throughout the year if you keep that um, list as current as possible. And the next thing is your home. This is our next category. So there are lots of ways for you to reset your home. And I'm just going to be sharing the ones that I think are the most effective in terms of giving me the feeling of just lightness because that's something with my home. I want, I don't want to feel like crushed and cluttered and I don't want to feel like I'm just trying, like there's too many things taking up space basically in my home. I want things to feel light and airy and flowy and just feel as light as possible, basically. So I'm going to be sharing the things that I think that help me achieve that in the best way possible and in the most effective way possible. So the first thing is to deep clean. So just do a deep clean when you can, you know, clean the baseboards, clean the walls. If you're going to clean the walls, clean your showers, dust your fans, do all the jazz, um, Clean out your garage if you have a garage or a shed or whatever, and just truly deep clean because there's no better feeling than, and I recommend doing this before the start of like a week. So like ideally like on a Friday night or like on a Sunday so that you can go into your weekend or your week knowing that everything is cleaned and you're not going to start out the week like stressed out with a cluttered or dirty space. And the next thing is to do a closet clean out. I'm sure you knew this was coming. And really, I think the bottom line most effective rule to go by is to donate it or sell it if you did not wear it in the last year, unless there is some very specific valid reason you didn't wear it. Like maybe it didn't get that cold or it didn't get that hot, so you didn't really get the chance to wear it. Or maybe you bought it on sale, but it's a basic and it's for another season or something. You know, it needs to be an extremely valid excuse. Don't say oh, like maybe I'll wear this to um, uh, for a vacation next year. But do you even have the vacation planned yet? If you don't, then just get rid of it. You know, if you didn't wear it in the last year, donate it or sell it um, and just try to really clean out your closet. I really, this is something I'm going to try to do. Um, I try to do it pretty often, honestly. So it's not like, I, I don't think mine's going to be this huge revolutionary closet clean out, but I do think that there are things that I could get rid of that I definitely did not wear this year. But I think that going through and doing this and really curating your closet to be something where you know that you can go to your closet and find clothes that you feel good in, find clothes that you like, and find clothes that are truly an embodiment and a reflection of you and your personal style. I think that that's such a great thing you can do for yourself because honestly, it just makes things a lot harder for you when getting dressed if your closet isn't really reflective of your style and what you like to wear and what you feel best in if you have these things hanging up in your closet that you've been hanging on to for forever but you haven't worn in over a year but it's taking up space and with it taking up physical space in the closet it's also taking up space in your mind and it's creating clutter so just go ahead and get rid of it if you didn't wear it in the last year and add it to your trunk but make sure you get it out of your trunk okay it needs to it needs to make both stops it needs to make the stop in your trunk and it needs to make the stop being donated or being sold so definitely do that. If you work from home, revamp your work from home space. I'm currently sitting at my desk that I typically work at right now and it is an absolute mess. I have PR sitting on my desk. I have some wedding related stuff sitting on my desk. 
I've got random chargers. Um, I've got a calculator. I don't know why I have a calculator on my desk. Journals, um, some of Griffin's things are on my desk. Like it's just a mess right now. And I think that completely cleaning off your desk, you know, dust it down, put a nice little plant on your desk, a fake plant, um, add a little lamp for some light to just revamp the space in whatever way you need to. I don't like to have a lot on my desk. I can't stand there being anything besides like my computers and my mouse basically on my desk and a coaster maybe. But I recently got a lamp that I'm going to add to my desk and like a little small one and a fake plant because I just like feel like I need some nature even though it's fake just looking at screens I like to have a little fake plant to look at as well so revamp your work from home space clean out that desk drawer I know my desk drawer is an absolute mess it's a bunch of just random index cards and chargers and weird stuff so I need to clean that out but I've been really torn y'all I think I'm gonna post an Instagram story about it and just see what people say so I have my work desk for like my corporate job downstairs like in our kitchen area basically it's separate from our living room like it's not blended with the living room like it was at our last apartment like it's definitely separate and it's right by our uh like patio doors so i love it because it's kind of a spot that gets a lot of natural light which i value natural light a lot just because it's like i'm not outside getting vitamin d so i at least want to be close to a window that gets a lot of good light you know so that's kind of why i have it right here and i also like it being downstairs so i can um, just sort of, you know, get water quickly if I need to, get a snack quickly if I need to, especially because we're in a two-story place now. It's a lot harder to do that if I were in our extra bedroom. But lately, I've been just like wanting, having this itch to sort of just have my desk in the guest bedroom and like actually set up a home office in there because I have a walking pad. I did a brand deal with a walking pad um, on YouTube like when we moved in and we've used it and everything, but like I have to use it upstairs because it's upstairs and I'm not going to like tow it up and downstairs, you know? So part of me is like, should I like set up the walking pad downstairs and just like really set up this space? But part of me is like, I kind of just want to get this out of the kitchen and have the whole bottom floor just be like free of my work. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I'm, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like there's that boundary that's messed up because I know like in my old place, I would always complain about how I'd be like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm working in the space I'm trying to live in because, I mean, my desk was literally almost touching my couch because it was just cramped right there. It was in a little one-bedroom apartment. So that drove me absolutely nuts because I never wanted to sit on the couch because I felt like I was sitting at my desk, basically. And I don't feel that here because my desk is far enough from the living room and the living room is like its only little, little nook at our place, kind of. But part of me just wants like my workspace to be completely separate. But the issue is like we our second bedroom, we just have a two bedroom place, which is great. But our second bedroom is small and it definitely can't fit like a guest bed and a whole work from home setup because it's just small. And it doesn't get that much natural light just because we have like shutters and the shutters are like painted kind of like a dark taupe color and I hate it. And we want to like get rid of the shutters and get better ones that let more light in because ours just don't really let any light in. So the rooms are just really dark upstairs and I hate it. And that's why I have my desk downstairs because I just get so much more natural light and everything. But I'm like, oh my gosh, I could take this little rug I have downstairs that fits perfectly under the desk and, you know, put it under my um, standing desk because my standing desk is upstairs and my old wood desk that I had in grad school is downstairs because the wood desk matches like our furniture downstairs and everything more. But I'm like, I could just keep the standing desk, sell the wood desk and put the rug under the standing desk and then put my walking pad down, 
have a true work from home space because we don't even have like a guest bed in that room but we're probably going to end up doing like a day bed situation i don't see us getting like a queen or a king size bed in there like that would take up the entire room but i don't know i don't know what i should do i don't know if i should try out doing my office in the room and it being separate i know when busy season comes it's going to be better for that to be the case so that Griffin can come home and relax after work and like watch TV like he wants to do without bothering me because it, it, it will bother me when I'm working late during busy season. And I mean, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna be in the living room, but I'll be by it. You know what I mean? So I almost think I need to be in that separate space upstairs, especially if I have to get on a call or something at night. So I kind of want to take care of that basically before work starts and before the new year, which is literally in a matter of days. So I need to figure that out like tonight and then do something about it over the next few days. So uh, I don't know what to do. I really don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to think about it and just like talk to Griffin about it and see if he thinks it'll be better for like our quality of life and help us avoid some arguments maybe <laughs> because I know in the apartment at our old place, it definitely caused problems because he's like, you know, he's like, I understand you have to work, but like, how am I, you know, supposed to come home and like relax? And I'm like, no, I totally get that. You deserve to be able to come home and relax because you're having to physically go in office every day. And I'd be really pissed if I came home and couldn't watch TV if that was all I wanted to do, like after I've, you know, cleaned up and like done what I needed to do. So I, and especially now that I have a space where I can go and seclude myself, whereas I couldn't before, it's kind of like stupid for me to not do that, I feel like. So Maybe I'll do that, but part of me is a little scared because I'm, I'm a big baby and I'm scared of bugs. But <laughs> in the room that in our guest bedroom when we first moved in, we killed two roaches in it, and it's because it was like empty for a period of time, like not that long. It was like from empty for maybe a month, and when we were like going to paint, we had like two roaches, and I like literally I hate roaches so much. But we literally pay for an exterminator to come out quarterly. And I also spray home defense, or I will be spraying home defense every six months, which I'm gonna need to do in like three months, um, which is so great. I feel like it's been working really well in combination with whatever the exterminators did. Because knock on wood, we haven't had any other bugs since then. So hopefully that remains to be the case. But long story short, revamp your work from home space. I wanted to like give you all my spiel though of what I'm struggling with. I don't know if I should make it its own separate space. I feel like I really should, especially going in the busy season. Um, and just really allow downstairs to be like its own, you know, like little safe haven of relaxation and cooking and socializing or whatever. So that's that. The next thing is to make a list of things you need to do around the house or want to do. So for example, um, now that we're homeowners, there's like things that we know we want to like do in terms of like furnishing. We know we want to get like a sleeping situation for our guest room, like I said, whether it's like a futon or a day bed. Um, which we really want to do. So we have that in a list. We know we want some um, accent chairs in the living room. We know we want to get an electrician out and replace um, two lights in our like main floor and entryway downstairs. And we have the lights. We just literally need to get an electrician out here to do it. And also just like some other random electrical things that were on our inspection report that weren't necessarily urgent, but we do want to take care of. So things like that and maybe you're in an apartment and there's just like some things you want to do or some pieces of furniture you want to get just keep a running list of it to reference during the year so that when you you know maybe have a time when you're a little bit less busy you can reference that list and decide what you want to take care of or maybe set a goal each quarter to take care of one of those things if you can so I think that that's a really great way to just sort of make sure you're taking action on those things you want to do because I'm very bad about like just keeping it in the back of my mind and doing it when I 
telling myself I'll do it when I think about it, but then never actually doing it. Like we've had the lights now for our downstairs for like a month or a month and a half and we just like haven't gotten them installed and it will make such a difference once we get them installed and I'm like we need to just do it and I don't know why we haven't yet and the next thing is to clean out the fridge and pantry and do a restock so I did the fridge today and it's actually like all I'm gonna if you want to see like more of a YouTube video version of this episode I will have a whole vlog and it's not just going to be about that stuff but that kind of is the theme of the vlog as resetting for the year that'll be going up sometime in January um probably but or it will be but I don't know when <laughs> um it just depends on when the other videos get up but I cleaned out my fridge and I literally I swear I cleaned out like half the stuff in it and I didn't realize how much was in there that was expired like I knew there was some expired stuff in there but I didn't know we had as much as we did like I had so many seltzers like hard seltzers that I didn't realize expired some of them I literally got in the summer and they're already expired and I was like what the heck no wonder I've probably had like some severe stomach aches when I've like drank from home which it's been a while since I have but I know that there were times where I drank and I was like I just do not feel good and it's probably because I was drinking an expired seltzer so you know go through those coffee creamers that you got the ones for fall that are probably bad now um look at your seltzers and see if they're expired your dairy and your eggs and all that good stuff clean out your freezer clean out your pantry and especially like I didn't really go through our pantry because we just moved so like I literally just did a very thorough clean out of our pantry in October and obviously pantry items stay good for a lot longer than refrigerated items do so I didn't worry about the pantry since we just moved but if especially if you've been living in the same place for a while go to your pantry and throw out anything that's not good anymore and do a restock you know once you clean everything out do you no longer have eggs and milk and butter or you know what do you need to restock you need to go get some more oats make a big list and go to the grocery store and take care of those things for yourself so you can go in knowing that you have those things for the new year and the last category is finances so first and foremost this is something that i've already done um, i did while i was at home in florida over the holidays get your tax documents together and organize this probably isn't that much work if you're you know like a typical um employee of society if you're not self-employed this probably isn't that hard to do it's just like your w-2 statements and any other little things you may have from investments but i have a lot of things to get together for my taxes and granted i don't have everything together but i'm a lot more um i guess organized right now than i was this time last year i got a lot of my tax stuff together literally last minute last year and it really stressed me out because i was in the middle of my own busy season at work and i was also having to deal with my own taxes so it was really stressful so get all those together and organized and just in a folder on your computer or print them out if you want to do that and get it all ready to go um, if you're self-employed get ready for your estimated tax payment on january 15th um, you know the deal and the next thing is to set up automatic withdrawals to your savings accounts um, or investment accounts whichever you do i like doing it for my high yield savings account um, setting up the automatic withdrawals every two weeks or every month, whatever works best for you, whatever amount works best for you so that you don't even have to stress about saving. You can just have it be done for you to where you don't even think twice about, you know, manually sending that money over, taking care of it. And the next thing is to revisit your savings goals and adjust accordingly. So maybe you went into 2022 with some certain savings goals and maybe you had some emergencies come up and those savings goals ended up not really being that realistic and that's totally okay. And maybe now you can re sets and see if you can try again in 2023 for those things or maybe you want to save more this year and develop a plan for doing so you know like how are you going to achieve that don't just set the goal and then 
not have an action plan in place for it. You know, like set your action plan up too. So whether that's the automatic withdrawals or, um, you know, just setting up a high yield savings account if you haven't done that yet, which I definitely recommend doing. It's seriously just a great way to, you know, make more out of your savings than you would in your typical checking and savings account at your regular bank, um, especially with interest rates being higher now. You can make a lot more and it can go a lot farther um, with the interest and everything. And you can really take advantage of that compounding interest if you you know, are keeping that money in there. I like to keep my high yield savings account sort of for the more short term savings, like my emergency fund. I have sitting in my high yield savings account, um, savings for like my taxes and um, savings for like my wedding basically. I like to keep a lot of that in my high yield savings account. And then I keep some in my you know, standard checking and savings as well, um, just in case I need more immediate access. But for the most part, I keep most of, like literally most of my um, savings in my high yield savings account outside of my investments. So I definitely recommend doing that. Um, and there's definitely a lot of content out there if you want more details on that. And the next thing is to create a budget if you want. Maybe you're not a budget person. I'm not really a budget person. I kind of loosely have one, but it's just not very structured just because my income is so volatile with YouTube. Like literally some months I will make 10 times more than I do in another month. And it's just like very hard to budget when that's the case. And obviously I can annualize my income, but annualizing your income and creating a budget is still very hard, especially when things are as volatile as they are. If I was within the same like two to three thousand dollars every month it'd be a different story but literally some months it's like barely anything from youtube and then other months it's like literally a ton so it's just like how are you supposed to you know obviously i have a budget in terms of like my actual (laughs) fixed expenses and everything and i track that but in terms of just like having a budget in terms of like what the a specific dollar amount i'm putting towards my savings outside of my high yield savings account or for investments and stuff like that is a lot more of oh, I'll put an extra chunk into my savings when I have a really good month for YouTube. I always try to do a bare minimum percentage, but there's a lot of times when I'll put even more than that into savings because it was a really good month or something. And that's kind of just like how I have to do it. But I like to have sort of a baseline budget with my fixed expenses and making sure I'm saving like at least a minimum amount and saving for taxes and stuff. And then the next thing is to brainstorm for any future big purchases or things to save for. And develop a plan for saving for them. This kind of goes along with revisiting your savings goals and adjusting accordingly. So maybe you're wanting to buy some furniture for your new place. Maybe you're wanting to save for a down payment or for a down payment for a car, house, whatever. Um, Maybe you have a wedding to save for. Totally relate to that. um, And develop a plan for saving for those things. And, you know, maybe you're going to set aside $200 a paycheck. Maybe it's going to be $20 a paycheck, whatever it may be. Just, you know, think in your head, is there anything I want to save for? Is there a trip I want to save for, a vacation I want to save for? And set up a little, you know, fund for saving for that thing so you can like actually take action on it and not just have it something in the back of your mind where you're constantly saying every month, oh, I want to do this. I want to save for this, but then never actually doing it. So go ahead and make that list of things you want to save for. If you put the pen to paper, it'll really help you visualize it and, you know, commit to, okay, I'm actually going to save for this this year and really set aside money for this instead of just waiting to, you know, wait till I feel ready to save for it. So that's everything I have for y'all this week for resetting for a new year. And I really hope y'all enjoyed this episode and it inspired you to 
just reset and start the new year on a clean slate, as clean as slate as you possibly can. And like I said, doesn't have to be today when you're listening to this. It could be next month, next week. You could have already done this and just pick a few things from what I shared today that would also help you. Totally up to you. But I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Be sure to follow In Bloom Podcast on Instagram if you want more content from me. I upload weekly on YouTube. My channel is just my name, Abby Aslan. And follow me on my regular personal social media if you'd like. And I will talk to y'all next week. Thank you so much for listening.